The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Episode of the Heat Check! It's the Eastern Conference preview time, baby! We're going to be looking at the Audi of the divisions, the Atlantic. We're going to be looking at Toronto, which is, let's be honest, the worst of them all. Philadelphia, Brooklyn, New York Knicks, and the Boston Celtics. That's five playoff or play-in teams in one division, folks. Everybody be eating in the Atlantic. Let's get a move on, William, and drop that generic-ass beat that should be Rihanna. Break, we're breaking down all the biggest NBA storylines. You're tuned in to the Heat Check. The Heat Check with Trista Crick. The best podcast covering all the drama around the association. All right, so we got to finish uh, our NBA season previews. I, I realize that a conference previews, they're kind of a lot. But we are going to give our first stop, I know it's a lot, in the Atlantic Division where most of the Eastern best teams are located. Let's start with, are they though? I don't actually know if that's true. I just know that it's like a pretty loaded division in general. There's no like, besides Toronto, there's no bottom feeders here. Let's start with the Philadelphia 76ers that finished 54 and 28 last year, which is good for third place. Key additions, Pat Beverly, that really a key addition, I don't know. Kelly Oubre, Tsunami Poppy, and of course, Nick Nurse. Key uh, we'll call it subtractions. Key losses. Uh, George Nang. He goes to Cleveland. I always think his name is Georgie Nyang because there's another Georgie, Gorgie Jang. It's too, it's too confusing. And then uh, Doc Rivers, of course, the players coach that nobody actually liked playing for. And ever since he's left, and now Nick Nurse is there, everybody's starting to like spill the tea about how uh, ISO heavy Doc Rivers style was. Like, oh yeah, I'm Joel Embiid's being like, oh yeah, I never really wanted to uh, be an ISO player. I never really wanted to just be in the block. I like ball movement. Anyway. We move on. The Sixers begin the offseason by firing that guy, Doc Rivers. And shit has been a little haywire since then. I don't know if anyone has had a worse offseason in the NBA than the Sixers. Probably the Toronto Raptors because they're getting sued by another team in their own division, the Knicks. Uh, Maybe the Miami Heat who lost out on Dave. There's a few down bad teams, let's be honest. Uh, But short of those, the Sixers are in rough shape at the start of the season. Once again, of course, it's about disgruntled former All-Star James Harden, who would rather sink his own damn career and play in China than ever be seen in a Sixers uniform again. Very stubborn man, James Harden. Extremely stubborn man. Of course... This has been the story that's been looming the entire summer. He hijacked 
my entire offseason wondering, is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? What's he going to say next? But the long story short is he ain't coming home. He ain't coming home. Uh, there's no there's no way to cajole or finesse or tell him, hey, if you play eight games like you did for the Rockets, you're going to get traded soon. It'll happen. We promise. No. He knows he's dealing with Daryl Morey, and Daryl Morey's going to do whatever he can to extract the greatest set of assets for him as he can. And that's just not going to be working for James. James is not going to play for anyone else but the Clippers. And the Clippers apparently don't want to get rid of now new starting I don't even know what position Terrence Mann plays for the Clippers because they don't fucking know. But anyway, he's in the starting lineup now. Finally, Terrence Mann. As I mentioned last week, uh, Terrence Mann apparently is the second coming of Michael Jordan as it relates to the L.A. Clippers, and he's holding up the entire trade. Uh, Lawrence Frank believes Terrence Mann is untouchable. Let's be real, though. The lackluster years for Terrence Mann, I think they're the Clippers' fault, honestly. They played him 23 minutes a game. They moved him in and out of the rotation. They, you're, you're here, you're there. Is he getting minutes? Is he not getting minutes? Where's he at in the playoffs? So it's been a little, like, touch and go with Terrence Mann's development. He averaged nine points last season, but remember he had this incredible game in the playoffs where he put up almost 40. It's just very weird. The whole thing is very weird. Back to the Sixers. Here's what they gained. Patrick Beverly, who's an absolute pest, great culture guy, gonna fit on this team, absolutely. Tsunami Poppy, who is reckless, plays with a level of I don't give a fuck that only a man beloved and lusted after by other men uh, that claim to be heterosexual could have, right? Like, when you know you can turn... I hate to say this. When you're a guy who knows that you can turn any anyone in your favor, despite their proclivities. I guess that's confidence right there. That's the type of confidence that Kelly Oubre plays with. I will shoot this ball whenever I want, despite whether I'm open or not. And that's the way it goes. So Kelly Oubre, he's an addition. He's going to be the three-point shooting that they lost from Nang, which I think he's probably a little better than George Nang. You have Nick Nurse with a new system from Toronto. He's going to implement this new system with this without a point guard. I think that's going to be Tyrese Maxey. That will be very interesting to see how it works. But the truth of the matter is that the Sixers are going to, like always, trust the process, uh, fail or succeed this season based on Joel Embiid's health. The team with a healthy Embiid is a problem, especially when you have P.J. Tucker, Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey. Kelly Oubre, and yes, even Pat Beverly. And by the way, if you haven't seen Joel Embiid at Media Day or during his press availability, he looks fucking ripped. This is the most in shape I think I've ever seen Joel Embiid. So we can say things are looking up. They always have Daniel House, DeAnthony Melton. I think the upside for the Sixers is actually pretty good. But they haven't really solved their biggest issue yet, which is a roster that is constructed not to win in the playoffs. Constructed this way, where teams can throw high-quality defenders at Joel Embiid, who may or may not be healthy at that point because his usage rate is through the roof, and he's been injured every playoffs for the last four years. So the Sixers are in flux. And the funny thing is, no matter if James Harden's playing for this team or not, and also Terrence Mann, if he plays on this team, or not, not going to save them. 
eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's Lifetime Membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. We move on, though, to the worst team in the Atlantic, just an abysmal, abysmal team. How the culture has changed for the Toronto Raptors since 2019. They were 41 and 41 last year, ninth place. They end up drafting a guy that I love, Grady Dick. They end up acquiring Dennis Schroeder through free agency. They get Darko Rajakovic, who's currently the guy that's being sued by the New York Knicks. Great hire. Uh, they lose, <laughs> they lose Nick Nurse. They lose Fred Van Fleet. But there's some other guys that are kind of like in flux, you know, like they're in the, we'll call it, they're in roster purgatory. That's OG Ananobi. That is uh, Pascal Siakam. I think there's some other ones, but those are the main two. They were very disappointing last season. Extremely disappointing 500 team. They get bounced in the play, play in. They fire their coach right away. Nick Nurse won a t- the only title in franchise history. Did not see eye to eye with Masai Ujiri. He got shown the door. It was shocking to some. Our guy, Jake Fisher, friend of the show, was calling for that pretty much in the preseason last year. Said that he was going to be on the hot seat uh, because of some cultural issues between those two in terms of their philosophy for the uh, how the squad's going to play. Also, the roster construction, very strange, and that leads to underperformance as well. 
They were in constant trade rumors over and over and over again. They did absolutely nothing at the deadline. Shocker. Again, roster purgatory. Players that we didn't know if they were going to go or if they were going to stay. Masai Ujiri, greatest cock tease in the NBA. We're spitting fire tonight at midnight. The Raptors then lose Fred Van Fleet for nothing. Again, because he was in the trade rumors and they didn't do it. Uh, he was supposed to be the heart and soul of the team, a.k.a. the Kyle Lowry of the team, who they, again, lost for nothing. They add Dennis Schroeder, who I love, actually. FIBA God. He was a part of the World Cup run where I don't think Germany lost even one game. One of the most underrated players in the league right now. They get Grady Dick, who people are just calling Dick now, which I love. Very wild card Dick is, you know? You know you know how Dick be. It's just <laughs> never know what Dick's up to, you know? One second he's here, one second he's not. Could be really good, could be a real mess, just like any Dick. Anyway, the biggest change is Darko Rajakovic, who comes over from Memphis. He's a very unknown commodity. He dropped into this team like a vampire, and he seems like uh, already kind of causing a ruckus, given the fact that I think the New York Knicks are accusing him of stealing some proprietary information from their team. He is now tasked with coaching a team that has a bunch of veteran presence, a lot of defensive ability, a lot of length, a lot of athleticism, but not a lot of true bucket getters, not a lot of guys who can shoot from beyond the arc consistently, besides, of course, the wild card dick. He will preside over players like Pascal Siakam, who is either going to sign an extension or is going to dip set. OG Ananobi, who has been unhappy with his role since 2019, 2020. It's been a while. Uh, not happy in Toronto. Probably going to walk in free agency if he doesn't get sent out by the deadline, but let's be honest, it's Masai, so he'll probably keep him. Scotty Barnes, who was a big-time sophomore slump last year, but I like a lot. Masai wants to build the entire team around him. But the question really is, what is this team? What is this? What are they doing? I know they're probably good enough to be a 500 team again, but like, could they be better than that? I don't think so. I don't have really any real idea. I suspect this is a loser team, honestly. I suspect this is not a good team. I do think they're going to play freer. I do think they're going to play looser with more joy. The Nick Nurse experiment, the Nick Nurse train uh, is a little Thibodeau-esque. He's not afraid to bury you in the media. We'll see what Darko does. I don't know how that's going to be. They're probably going to ditch this whole, like, we play five to seven guys, 42 to 48 minutes a night thing. Uh, the bench is not an existing thing. We don't even really even travel with the bench because we're not going to use them. It's like Nick, Tom Thibodeau, nurse, you know, kind of that kind of a vibe. Where will the Raptors end up? I have zero confidence in this team. I'm not going to lie to you. In my notes, it says they could be a six seed, but I, if I actually said that with any conviction, I'd be lying to you. I'm not going to do that. This is a very schizophrenic, defensive-oriented, a lot of 98 to 96 wins if they're going to get them. And uh, in a league where Giannis and Dame are going to probably put up 150 a night, it's going to be tough sledding. They are very, we'll call it a wild card. We'll see what they get at the deadline, if they get anything at all. But on to the team that everyone thinks is going to be the real contender, the Boston Celtics. Who's Kawi taking? Um, not, not Joe's. That's really the main question mark there is Joe. Key addition. 
Chris Dapps, Porzingis in free agency, and Drew Holiday via trade. They lose Marcus Smart, Grant Williams, Rob Williams, Malcolm Brogdon. If you think that's a lot, well, that is uh, that's three starting players and sixth man of the year, Malcolm Brogdon. So they made a lot of money moves. Brad Stevens is under the gun. I'm sure ownership is crawling up his ass to get a championship in while the Jays are still in their prime. They're only 19, by, by the way. Did you know Jason Tatum only 19 for like the seventh straight year? Trader Brad has pushed all of his chips into the, the middle this summer, and now the Celtics are the odds-on favorite to win the title. So how did this happen? Well, they made the big trade earlier in the summer when they shipped out Marcus Smart, which we predicted should have been traded probably two years ago. Everyone murdered me in Boston for that. Uh, for that, I say thank you. I was right. Uh, then they end up doing this deal with Memphis in a three-way trade that landed them. Chris Dabbs, Porzingis, uh, in Kelly Green. They then signed him to an immediate extension, which, I don't know, baby, I don't know about that. Huge move. Brings an all-star big man. I like the prospect of Chris Dabbs, Porzingis a lot. I think him playing five is very interesting if he's healthy. He can stretch the floor. He can shoot threes. He can dribble. He can literally bring the ball up and pull up from 30 feet right in your dome face. He can also get lobs. He can rebound. Not the greatest perimeter defender. Pretty good at defending the rim. I think this is going to take the team forward. It's certainly going to make them more unique. A little more athletic. A little bit more versatile. But they were not done. In the aftermath of the Dame Lillard trade, of course, Brad Stevens put his big balls on the table and went out and got Drew Holiday, one of the best perimeter defenders, if not the best perimeter defender on planet Earth, in exchange for Time Lord Rob Williams and Sixth Man of the Year Malcolm Brogdon. You lose Grant Williams to free agency. He goes off to Dallas. That is a good portion of the defense, folks, that is now gone. Drew Holiday presumably helps that immensely. Now this team is a serious problem. This team is a... When healthy, a massive problem. You have Derek. My name's Kodak Black, but when you see me, I'm white. And I like him a lot. We don't even mention him because he's a key piece of this rotation. Swapping out Holiday for Smart, I think, is it's a big improvement, really. Especially since Holiday is a 40% three-point shooter, and we know that Marcus Smart, a little on the iffy side from three. Can be good, can be very ice cold. They are not going to have to worry about who's going to handle the rock down and in the crunch time and clutch time, it's not going to be Jalen Brown anymore. It's not going to be Jason Tatum anymore. You now have a floor general who can also lock up on defense, but also make the right decisions. You don't want Marcus Smart taking the last shot of a crucial game seven. I'd be fine with Drew Holiday taking the last shot in a crucial game seven. But the issues on this team are, are threefold. One, can Chris Davis Porzingis stay healthy? That's key. If he can, this team's going to be insane. History shows, though, let's be real, Chris Tess Porzingis has difficulty playing a full season. If he is out for any extended period of time, they have really no, nothing to back him up. I'm not even sure who their backup center is. I, I really don't know. I would have to Google it right this second. Not anyone good. Uh, they don't have Time Lord there to back him up now, which was kind of a key piece. The second point. Are they going to have enough defense in the interior specifically to stop Joel Embiid and Giannis? I don't know. I don't think about that. I, I don't know. 
not to mention those other teams out west like Jokic and Jamal Murray and a plethora of other teams that are going to be coming for that ass. Drew's a lockdown defender. Jason Tatum can play defense. Jalen Brown can play defense. But I don't know. I'm sus on this. Also, of course, the third more obvious glaring question mark is Joe Missoula. He did not have a stellar coaching performance in the playoffs. He does not have particularly great, call it bedside manner with the media. He doesn't really have great in-game adjustments, but he has surrounded himself with more veteran assistant coaches. He gets another year of experience. Hopefully he's not watching the town anymore. That did not work out. The question really, will he be able to more consistently manage rotations and the clock in the playoffs and not just be like, well, their job's to figure it out and my job's to watch. I'm just, I'm watching just like y'all. That's that's not a, that's not an acceptable answer, Joe. So the Celtics are going to be a very, very fun team to watch this year. Whether it ends up with them hoisting the Larry O'Brien, we will see. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them. And easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Let's move on to the Brooklyn Nets. Very fun team, actually. They were 45 and 37. Sixth place. They, of course, a lot of those wins came with Kevin Durant on the team. Key additions. Noah Clowney in the draft. Derek Whitehead. And my guy, Lonnie Walker, who I think is going to be a massive addition for them. Key subtractions, you lose Seth Curry, you lose Joe Harris, you lose Patty Mills. Brooklyn, year one of the rebuild has begun. This is like a a post-apocalyptic society living in a silo, like common as the sheriff. They have now fully embraced the rebuild. They have shed KD and Kyrie. They have brought in Mikhail Bridges, and Cam Johnson as the cornerstones of this team. They swapped out the bright lights of the big city for, let's be real, a tunnel 3,000 miles below the Earth's surface. Instead of this team being all glitz, glam, and Kardashians, this is Ma and Pa Kettle. This is not a sexy, particularly sexy team. I am no, I'm not throwing shade at Dorian Finney-Smith or Spencer Dinwiddie. I like this team, okay? I like them. I like them. They're very cute. They're adorable. You know what I'm saying? They're not doing anything of note, but they're going to be fucking fun. And the big three era, of course, is going to be marred by what ifs, but it's time to forget about all that. All the stars, all the egos, 
all the trade capital that you gave up for James Harden. No more ifs and buts and candies and nuts, okay? Now the eyes are on the future. Let's build a winning culture here. Let's build a winning team like we did the last time where you had D'Angelo Russell and Jared Allen, all these you know, like young up-and-comers, like gritty, scrappy players. They also lost uh, Utah Watanabe, so that was a key piece uh, lost as well. This is basically an overhaul. The most interesting thing that they have is, is a healthy Ben Simmons. Very important piece and an aspect of this team that could be very interesting. Who knows what it means? I don't fucking know. Like, is he healthy? Is his mind right? Is he right-handed? Is he left-handed? I don't know, sir. I don't know. That's They have a pretty good defensive team because they have Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Ben Simmons, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Nick Claxton. The only player on this team that really isn't strapping you is Dinwiddie. That's a fun-ass core. Then you add Lonnie Walker, Dorian Finney-Smith, Royce O'Neal. This is like a top six team in the East. Honestly, this is a team that could be better than the Knicks. Not going to lie to you. I like this team. Very pesky defensive team. Got some bucket getters. If Mikael Bridges can do what he did last year, but for the entire season, I mean, give me 30, 35 a game, which I'm not counting in, but I'm just saying, if he can be that, it's going to be fun. It's going to be very fun. Are they a winning team? Probably not. But they're going to score enough to beat a lot of good teams on a lot of good nights. Add a couple exciting young players in the draft next year. Who knows? This is a team that's on the up and up. On the straight come up. It's not smoke and mirrors. The culture is being built. No more star hunting. No more chasing. Which brings us to another team. The New York Knicks. Fifth place team last year. 47 and 35. They end up getting Dante DiVincenzo from the Warriors. They become Villanova, New York Villanova team, right? They got a few of them. They lose Derrick Rose and Obi Toppin. Ain't no stopping Obi Toppin now that he's not with Tom Thibodeau. The Knicks, I don't know what to make of them. I really don't. I don't. I go back and forth. Sometimes I feel very optimistic. Sometimes I feel like they can't shoot a lick. I'm not sure they got much better this year. I'm, I'm, I, I don't think so, actually. You swap out D. Rose and Obi Toppin for Dante DiVincenzo. It's going to be a team that tries hard all the time. You sign Josh Hart to an extension. That's big. Jalen Brunson's obviously there as the connective tissue. They won 47 games last year. They can win games. Mitchell Robinson, one of the best rim protectors in the league. But this roster, bro, if you look at it, doesn't inspire much confidence. Can they improve on the fifth place finish? Probably not. The question really is, can they do better than they did in the playoffs last year when they looked awful against the Heat? A lot of that, I think, comes from R.J. Barrett. We're going to need to see him take that next step. He showed flashes, but he would also disappear. They're very tough. They're a defensive, scrappy Hardworking team like all Tom Thibodeau teams are. Jalen Brunson played in FIBA. How is that going to affect him? He was very meh in FIBA. Very meh. You add that to Julius Randle, who is an all-star, but kind of plays like he's not an all-star, kind of plays like he's still most improved player before he was most improved, went healthy. He's a real problem. But he also disappears in big moments. You add in Josh Hart, who's like a roller coaster from the perimeter, shot 50% from three as a Nick, and I think he was like 20% from three as a Blazer. Quentin Grimes is nice. Mitchell Robinson I like, but 
can't make free throws. He's not really a bucket. For I like Isaiah Hartenstein a lot. You add them in. This could be a 45-win team. What do I think of the Knicks? I'm, as you can see, like very confused. It's a fun team. They can make some little baby noise. They need to swing for something. Let's be honest. They need to try to figure out a way to get Donovan Mitchell or just wait for him to be a free agent. They're a piece away. There's now news that he, they could be going after Carl Anthony Towns. I don't know how much I love that. As long as Thibodeau is coach of this team, they're not in the doldrums, but I don't see them really competing on any real level with the rest of the teams in the East. That's all the time that we have for this episode of the Heat Check. Come back later this week for a new one. We'll be back Wednesday. Check out the feed for past episodes and mini episodes, which drop unexpectedly like an island breeze. And follow us as we head into this new NBA season. Do not forget to download, subscribe, and tell your friends, every single one of them, and follow us on social at this heat check and at Trista Crick on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll see you next time.